transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. We recently paid a visit to the Pioneer Town Ranch of Jeremy Kenyon Lockyer Corbell. He is the man behind ExtraordinaryBeliefs.com. He makes documentary films about weird, wild stuff. So my name is Jeremy Corbell, and we are in Pioneer Town, California. Very specifically, we're at Cultus Camp, which is on my acreage here in Pioneer Town, and it's the most beautiful place that I've ever been in my life. Well, look, man, my life is kind of like the twilight zone, but everything is, is real that, that I'm investigating. And just to give a background to it, you know, I, I've been looking into these anomalous events from UFOs to paranormal to even sightings of creatures, and I have never seen a single thing in my life. So that's the, the irony. In fact, I'm the guy that always has his back turned or is inside when something you know, out of the norm happens. Uh, so I, I had never seen anything anomalous, truly anomalous, besides, you know, little lights in the sky, I can't explain, but nothing truly anomalous. All my life looking into this phenomenon until I moved here. And, and that was the first time that I can say I have witnessed something that, that I can't explain. And it's not super dramatic, like what we were talking about before, but for me, it was the first indication that this phenomenon, it, it may be looking back or in some way, in some way, it, it might have shown itself to me. So, so I'll tell you that story. But what's, what's funny is I'm, I'm the guy that usually never sees anything. When we first moved onto this land, you know, we're looking at the sky and all my friends joke with me about UFOs. I'm the UFO hunter. I'm the you know hunter of the skinwalker. The, the you know they think it's funny. So I go inside to get night vision because you can see about seventy five thousand times more stars, and it's just incredible what you can see through infrared. And as I go inside, everybody starts screaming, my wife included, and they see right here about where we're sitting right now. This, I mean, it's a weird description, but like a, a green glowing plate like, you know, maybe four feet, six feet in diameter, just zip with a, with a stepping motion, like that right across, literally where we are now, over to there. And there's no lights here. I mean, it's the middle of nowhere where we're sitting right now. Uh, so I missed that. And they were screaming about it. And these are people that love me and wouldn't lie to me. And But then they started teasing me because I missed it. So I thought I would never see anything in my entire life. And I've actually, I've never shared this story before, but... I have, with a friend, had a very bizarre experience, a, a sighting here on this land. There's a really strange colored light in the sense it was really amber. And it was also extremely large and kind of luminous. You know, I, my initial thought was maybe a helicopter was pointing its front beam right at us or something. Because it wasn't, didn't seem that far away, but we couldn't tell, you know, because it's just kind of above the mesa, so you just have sky. So you can't really tell how big it is. So I look at it, I go, I don't know. And, and then it drops down in front of the mesa. Now, the mesa, from where I live, it's about um, a thousand meters, I would say. The fact that it dropped down over the ridge of the mesa and started splashing this amber light onto the mesa 
totally silent. And I, I have drones, and I know what they look like, and how much weight they could carry for lights or something, and the sound. We're talking absolute silence. The object was big, and how I know that is when it dropped in front of the mesa, the sphere itself, I took with my telescope and I did a measurement. So it was five to nine feet in diameter, which, which is huge for something that seemed to be, just be intelligently controlled, but just moving nice and slow. So my friend starts freaking out because at that point, it's the first time he's ever even thought about seeing something. I, I, mean, I wish I'd seen something before, you know, but this is the first time I, this is unusual. So, because we're just talking about UFOs, you know? So this thing then drops down in front of the mesa. I'm watching this beautiful amber light splash onto the mesa. And then it starts coming towards us. And you could tell that because not just by the light size increasing, you know, the circle or globe of light increasing, but because of where the light was splashing. So it starts coming down the mesa and starts coming across my property up towards us. And we could see the Joshua trees kind of being illuminated as it's coming closer. And then my friend got real scared. You know, he had a lot of fear because all of a sudden this was not just something in the sky. This was something close to the ground that's coming towards us directly in a straight line. So it's coming over and I know exactly where it stopped and I measured it. And it was just about 200 yards from where we were sitting because I know the exact Joshua tree that was being uh, lit up, you know, the, the splash of it. And it was about eight feet above that Joshua tree. I know that too. This thing was coming towards us silently, slowly, and it appeared to have this amber, really beautiful amber hue, like almost like a like a swirling in it. But it was a light, but it wasn't acting like a floodlight. It was more like a glow. It just slowly retracted or retreated back up towards the mesa, kind of climbed up, you know, maybe. 200 feet and then started moving to the right nice and gracefully and it just went away so this is the first time in my life I mean like I want to see a flying saucer I want to see a disc I want to see a ship I want to see a black triangle I want you know I would love to see that a mothership I mean I interview people all the time that have seen those things that's not what I saw but what I did see I don't have any rational explanation for the most rational explanation I have is that it was a UFO, an unidentified floating object. It was really how I'd describe it. It was kind of floating almost, like on the sea, like a ping pong ball on the sea, just kind of floating. And that was the first real anomalous sighting. That is the first time I have seen something I cannot rationally write off. There was no structure that, that it was a self-contained, luminous globe of amber undulating light that controlled its movements down my mesa and towards us, splashing light, just as we're talking about UFOs, almost as if it's being like, you want to watch me? Well, I'm watching you. I had no fear. Um, my friend was a little freaked out, but I, I didn't sense any fear. I just kind of watched it in awe, and, and it was beautiful. And it's just funny because I'm a filmmaker. I'm supposed to document things. There are non-human intelligences engaging humanity since the beginning of recorded human history. There is a bigger phenomenon occurring. 
that goes far beyond lights in the sky or even flying saucers. And, and that's what I'm interested in. So the idea that it is engaging humanity throughout time with this physical pattern of reinforcement means it's trying to influence us somehow. But just what is it doing? That's the big question. But the film is based on upon a book by Anthony Burgess, and the book was called The Clockwork Orange. So what impacted me about this book and why this started formulating in my mind is that I know that what we're seeing as UFOs, that that is a display, that that is not, in fact, the whole truth, but it is an element of the truth or it is an angle of the truth, like a prism, P-R-I-S-M, prism, right? So the idea UFOs are a clockwork orange is kind of looking at the possibility that the UFO phenomenon is a display, but it, it, it might be a display of a mechanistic intelligence, kind of like an artificial intelligence that is manipulating the consciousness and thoughts and culture of humanity. There's one thing to say you've got a biological entity controlling a craft, but there's another thing to say that you've got some sort of artificial intelligence that is controlling biological cyborgs, like cybernetics. Uh, the idea that uh, we, we create that too. We create systems uh, through biology, almost like physical computers, you know, biological computers. We're toying with that now. So the idea that what we're witnessing with the phenomenon that includes UFOs is in fact mechanistic or robotic in nature, that this intelligence is displaying things that we can understand, like biological entities, physical hard craft, because the UFO phenomenon has changed over the years depending on where our culture is. So in the 18, late 1800s, they were displaying to humanity these airships, highly documented, almost like blimps with wings and funny things. And now moving into the modern era after, you know, post uh, BL instead of, you know, post Bob Lazar, <laughs> after his story came out at Area 51 and S4, the, the back engineering of nine craft, you know, the, or nine craft being stored at, you know, at this facility by Groom Lake. We now, you know, we've been seeing since the 50s these craft as flying saucers. And, and so there has been accounts of flying saucers before that, but I'm just saying the phenomenon shows itself in different ways to different people, and it shows you these biological entities, but it is not sociable. These, these entities, it makes mistakes. There, there tends to be this gl kind of glitch in the matrix when people engage the phenomenon. It's like it's not a perfect encounter. There are things that, um, there are things that appear to be mistakes. Now, or they're given, a lot of people I talk with, a lot of close encounters that people have, they're given a very strong impression. Like, some of them have been shown a film, in a, in a, allegedly in a theater, in an actual theater. And it's the common story that these beings tell people when they uh, engage them destruction of the earth don't hurt your earth nuclear weapons you're you're met you're in big trouble basically you know it's a straight but they don't ever give solutions it's like almost as if they want 
to experience your fear. And that's what's really interesting. It's almost as if they provoke fear because they get something from that. So my name is Jeremy Kenyon Lockyer Corbell, and I am an investigative filmmaker, and I primarily deal with in my films the topic of UFOs and the unknown. So I call my work Extraordinary Beliefs. All my work can be found at extraordinarybeliefs.com and you can see, you know, weeks of free footage and articles and stories and again it's it's like the twilight zone except everything I report on to a degree is real meaning I I do believe the people who I report on. I do not report on people who I think are making stuff up. So out of all my work that you can see online, you know, I, I think the, the, the one to look at first, it might be, it's a feature length film called Patient 17. And on October 10th, 2017, it will premiere and it will premiere on your television at home. And it's about the alleged alien implant removal surgery performed by Dr. Roger Lear. The, the mysterious Mojave. And so I, I love living out here, but I, I kind of want to keep it a secret, man, because, you know, I don't... I, it, will go, it will leave if we're too loud.